0: Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. Yesterday was Giving Tuesday, and while nonprofits were hoping to collect money and many celebrities were eagerly promoting their own causes, one young man was busy fighting the hunger crisis, one healthy snack pack at a time. Michael Platt is only 15 years old, but he's making a name for himself already. He's the owner of Michael's Desserts, which provides food for a needy child for every dessert that he sells. He's always been passionate about ending the hunger crisis where he lives. This year, he put his money where his heart has always been. He's been busy putting together thousands and thousands of healthy snack packs that were delivered to needy children in Maryland yesterday, Giving Tuesday. No one should go hungry this holiday season, and Michael's doing all he can to help. Take and eat. Words Christians know all too well. The body and blood of Christ, by faith, becomes a meal fit for a king. I'm Charles Morris, and this week we're in a series here on Haven Today, marveling at how our great king was born in a barn. We're borrowing that title from a story written by Phil Vischer who's been with us on the program this week. That first Christmas, the birth of Christ happened at exactly the right place at just the right time. Paul described it as the fullness of time. In other words, it was the culmination of God's plan of redemption, his promise to save his people from their sins. And it all happened where no one would have expected. Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, was born in a barn. In a moment, Phil will be back with us to share how even though this Christmas might be the loneliest that we have ever faced, we can also see it as a unique opportunity to draw nearer to our Redeemer and better understand his plan of redemption. He's at work, and not even a pandemic can keep him at bay. After the program, I want to send you a copy of Phil's new Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids, the Gospel in 52 5-Minute Bible Stories. This book is illustrated wonderfully, and it was designed to help children as well as adults get a bird's-eye view of the Bible and God's great plan to redeem us. I can't think of a better gift you can give to loved ones this Christmas than this book that'll help them find Jesus more clearly. So call us after the program, and the number you can call is 800 Five four, twenty eight thirty six. That's eight hundred sixty five. Haven, make your gift and ask for the Laugh and Grow Bible. And if you'd like to see examples of the illustrations in the book, visit our website at haventoday.org.
1: Haventoday.org.
0: That's the Hallelujah chorus from Handel's Messiah. Just one of the many powerful songs from the double CD that I want you to experience this Christmas season. After you listen, you'll be singing along these songs of praise to the Lord, thanks to this masterpiece. Make a gift, get a copy for yourself or for loved ones to enjoy this season. And now let's get started with the program. We open with Shane and Shane and a Christmas carol that we all love.
2: Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee light above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. i As we pray, cast out our sin and enter in, be born to us.
0: An album they entitled Christmas Initiatives, Shane and Shane opening Haven today in O Little Town of Bethlehem, a program we're calling Born in a Barn. Promises made, promises kept. That's not a slogan for Christmas, it's a definition. When we think about Christmas and what we celebrate at Christmas time, the first thing into our minds should be the Lord and His faithfulness. That very first Christmas, the birth of Jesus was not an isolated moment in the history of the world. It was the culmination of the Lord's plan of redemption, his promise to save his people. Promises made, promises kept, and it all happened where no one would expect. Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, born in a barn. It may not have looked like it, but there in that manger outside Bethlehem, surrounded by the animals, Greeted by lowly shepherds, the birth of Christ was a royal coronation. It was the Lord keeping his promise made to David. All the way back in 2 Samuel, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever." I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. God made this promise to King David all those many years ago. David wanted to build a house, remember? A temple for the Lord. But the Lord interrupted. God doesn't need us to build him a house. He already exists everywhere. And he's too great to be confined in a single place. I'm a little afraid too many of us have forgotten this fact amidst this pandemic. So many of us have forgotten that we can worship the Lord right in our own homes, even gathering together virtually, going to church that way. The Lord is not confined to four walls and a pulpit. David had just finished building himself an elaborate home, and he was perhaps feeling like the Lord was left out. Don't forget, the Lord owned every piece of stone, every priceless jewel that David ever used. He doesn't need us. He didn't need David. But I think our longing to gather again with our church family speaks to something deeper in all of us. Yes, some of us have mistakenly believed that the only place we can meet the Lord is at a church building. But there's something else, isn't there? If this COVID-19 year has revealed anything to me, it's just how dark things can get when you're all alone. Many of us have spent weeks or even months without having a meaningful conversation with someone in the flesh. We've gone months without friends and months, some of us, without contact. It's been lonely. And as we are in the Christmas season, I know so many are not looking forward to it. Thanksgiving has come and gone, and so many were lonely on that holiday. The busiest freeway in Southern California was wide open and moving steadily on Thanksgiving last week in America because almost no one was driving. A team member of mine who lives in Southern California faced his own dilemma. His brother-in-law was forced out of his home because his roommate tested positive for COVID. He tested negative and he was alone. He had nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. He was all alone in a hotel room. What did he do? He was so desperate to be together with family that he was willing to set out in the front yard at that team member's house, far away from everyone, just so he could celebrate Thanksgiving in the company of people he loved. The holidays, especially in a year like 2020, remind us so vividly that this world can be unbearably lonely. I got the chance to talk to Phil Vischer about this recently. He created Veggie Tales, and he's the author of the Laugh and Grow Bible that I've already mentioned. But he's also a brother in the Lord and someone who has a lot of wisdom for us this holiday season. Listen to part of that conversation that I had with Phil Vischer. Phil, this December 25th is probably going to be the loneliest December 25th of many of our lives. How do we celebrate Christmas? On such a lonely time in such a lonely year.
3: Yeah, this is not this is not gonna go down as anyone's favorite year. And it can be confusing, especially for kids in a hard year, to say, now what are we celebrating? You know, what are we celebrating at Christmas? Why should we be excited about decorating? Why should we be excited about singing about Jesus' birth? And I think actually a year like this tells us the most of all, why we should be excited about Mm. Christmas. Because what Christmas is saying to us is that God's rescue plan is happening. It's real, that the world is broken, that our societies are broken, that our relationships are broken, our relationships with each other, our relationships with God. Everything is broken, and God has a plan to set it right. And that plan is announced by the birth of a baby. So when we approach Christmas... We're not just celebrating, hey, we have lots of friends and family Mm -hmm. who may not be able to be with us this year. We're not just celebrating, hey, we get lots of toys and lots of presents, which if we're laid off, we may not be able to afford this year. So when you strip away all of the more superficial stuff... From our Christmas traditions that we might not be able to do this year Mm. what you're left with is what Christmas actually is which is the beginning of God's plan to turn everything back and put it right to put it the way he intended it to be to make broken things whole to make whole relationships with each other with him with the whole universe all of creation is groaning to be healed, to be Hmm. reconciled with God. And Jesus being born as a baby is the announcement that it's happening, that it's starting. And that's what we celebrate. And you can celebrate it even more in a horrible year because you're under no delusion that nothing needs to be fixed in our world. Uh, This is what Christmas is about.
0: Phil Vischer talking with me about loneliness at Christmas time. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today in a program we're calling Born in a Barn. Christmas certainly can be the loneliest time of the year. My wife Janet and I are feeling it more this year than ever. The sadness that can creep in when you've spent day after day alone is real, and it's something the Lord cares about too. Promises made, promises kept. The birth of Jesus was the birth of a king. The promised king descended from David, who would establish his kingdom forever. This is so important for us right now. Christmas is God's first step forward, making his home with us forever. That's what it means to belong to his kingdom. That's what we get to do forever. Be with the Lord, and he with us, and we will be together. That's the promise of Christmas. That's what we can celebrate even in a year like 2020. You may be lonely. You may be wondering if you're going to make it through, if things will ever change. We don't know the future. The world could end tomorrow, after all. But what we do know is this. Our Lord has promised to make his home with us. And he has kept this promise, starting with the birth of Christ in a barn. Just think of that first Christmas Who was with Christ? No one, really. Who was there to celebrate his birth, to announce the royal birth of baby Jesus? No one. He was born alone. His family was left out in the cold. If anyone understands what it means to be alone, it's Jesus. And he died in the very same way. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was the cry of a lonely heart. Jesus, born alone, died alone. His friends abandoned him. For the first time in his life, his father didn't answer him. He went through the darkest and most suffocating loneliness for us. This is how we know we will never be alone. After he rose from the dead, Jesus gave us this promise. I am always with you, even to the end of the age. Promises made, promises kept. That's what Christmas is. I will be your God, a promise made. And in Christ, for all those who embrace him by faith, that promise has been kept. You may be lonely this year, but you aren't alone. Christ is with you, and he'll be with you every single day to come. Why don't you join me? Let's talk to the Lord right now in prayer. Lord God in heaven, here it is, Christmas 2020. It's going to be here soon. Some of us are feeling this time of being alone, or at least we're lonely some of the time. Lord, we're not sure how we're going to celebrate this Christmas, and we certainly aren't going to be together with people that we sometimes are able to spend that with. Lord, I'm not going to be able to be with my family this year. We're going to have to have a Christmas celebration by Zoom, just like we did at Thanksgiving. I ask... For you to remind us now that we really aren't alone, that when we are in Christ, when we count as true those promises made and we realize that they are promises kept as a definition of Christmas, that this will ring true in our hearts, and that we will be able to just get on our knees and say, Thank you, Jesus, for being born in a manger, all alone, for dying all alone for our sins but also we ask and claim these promises to come the promise that our savior is coming back again and that life will never be the same again after we are physically joined with him lord be with us now bless us hear our prayers we know you're with us in jesus name amen This is Haven Today, here on a Wednesday, and we're in a series this week called Born in a Barn. That was Keith and Kristen Getty with a children's choir, once in Royal David's City. Yesterday, Phil Vischer read his story by the same name to us on the program. I so like his animated voice, and I was struck by how well he wrote the words in his story. Any of us reading Born in a Barn in the Laugh and Grow Bible will hold the attention of everyone in the room, both young and old alike. Phil has a way with words, and I'm thankful with how his words point us to Jesus and God's plan of redemption. And speaking of his own words, I asked Phil to briefly describe his new book to me.
3: So the Laugh & Grow Bible for Kids is a way to take your kids all the way through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in 52 stories, not just giving them the highlights of the Bible, like snapshots from the Bible, but actually giving them the storyline of the entire Bible, the story of how the world has gone wrong, how things have broken, and how God is on the move to put things back together to make things right again. Uh, It divides it up into 52 stories that you can spend one story a week or one story a night with your kids and bring the Bible to life, give them all the connective tissue between these stories so they can actually see the mega story that tells us why the world is the way it is, what God is doing about it, and what role we're invited to play in that rescue mission. And that's what kids need to make their faith their
0: own. I'd like you to have a copy of Phil Visher's new Laugh and Grow Bible. Make a gift to the ministry, and we'll send you a copy. Make another gift and give us the names and addresses of loved ones and we'll ship it directly to them with no extra shipping charges. Here's the number you can call right now, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, take a look at some of the sample pages from this Bible by Phil Vischer, and then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. HavenToday.org. and one last thing we still have the double cd of handel's messiah you need to hear this musical masterpiece more than on the radio program you need to hear it continuously this christmas season with words straight from the bible it tells us the story of jesus from beginning to end in a most stirring way i'm charles morris thank you for joining me won't you come back again tomorrow and again, we get to share together the great story at Christmas time here on Haven today.
4: Here for your encouragement and your walk with God, this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Technically, the rules of golf don't allow for mulligans, a mulligan is a do over. A little bit of grace in a game that ordinarily has no grace at all. And if you're one of those experienced golfers who despises mulligans, well, first, you probably don't want to play a game of golf with me. And secondly, don't forget, once, your game needed a little grace too. And that's nothing compared to the grace of God we all still need daily. 2 Peter reminds us, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So let's not forget, and let's show a little mercy to someone else today. You can start receiving Anchor Devotional at getanchor.com.